Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. Hey, Ralph. Ralphie. Andrew and Dave. All right, I got the uh, little intel. Your Saints Happy Hour podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, all right? And I'll tell you what. You, Ralph, you mispronounce everything, okay? I listen, I go, what the? Does he not know the English language? All right, Ralph. I try to get an English class in there every now and then, okay, pal? Hey, Andrew! Think you're smart, huh? Think you're smart? You're in big trouble, pal. You piece of shit like you for breakfast. And then, of course, there's Dave. Dave, a little obnoxious. Got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, huh? You gotta get cut people down all the time. Is that what you gotta do? But uh, know that life is good. Appreciate it. Do what you do. Keep on keeping on. Shooter out. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's another week. We're getting, Andrew, we're getting closer. We're into July. Uh, we're inching closer, ever closer to training camp, and thank God, then we can have news, I can cut up sound bites, we can get ridiculously excited about UDFAs, like get, making plays in practice. I cannot wait. This season's going to be great, but right now, we got about we got about three, three and a half weeks to get there. Uh, so hold tight with us. We got we got a ton of content for people though. We got the, the villains bracket. We've got me and Andrew going to start watching old Saints games. And by the way, Andrew, I put it in the Discord for the patrons. But if they listen here, do the suggestions there. But we want people to help us pick old Saints games that you want us to watch, and we'll watch them. We'll review them. We'll throw the link of YouTube or wherever we find the video, and we're going to do like a twenty minute podcast reviewing those games but the main thing criteria that me and andrew want you to do is don't do famous games don't do like the 2009 nfc championship or the meet around game or the dolphin game from 2009 give us like random weird saints games like the deep cuts on an album like pick out weird random games that they want an example would be i was just watching the 2001 Saints Rams game where they made a ridiculous comeback and Hazlitt was screaming at Mike Martz across the sideline. It was just amazing. So that's the kind of game we're watching. But that aside, today, Andrew, we wanted to talk about, and I, the, the title for this podcast will be tricky, but I want to know, like, 
how good a season does Jameis Winston have to have in order to have the best quarterback season in Saints history? Ah, interesting. Not by not by Drew Brees. Right, right, right. Be- that's because that's that's a mountain too big to climb. That's a mountain too big to climb. You're talking five thousand yards, uh, you know, t- touchdown record. It's 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 not a mountain. It's like Mount Everest and then an escalator to heaven, right, for Drew Brees. But other Saints quarterbacks, like the bar's not that high. So, like, what would he have to do for us to say? That's the best non-Drew Brees quarterback season in Saints history. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what's funny, Ralph, is I'll start here. I would ask the question, has he already done that? You know? Uh, and, and so, like, <laughs> here, here's the thing. Maybe. If, if you look at the top 10 best quarterback ratings of all time, and, you know, let's say minimum 100 passes. I mean, I'm not counting, like, the seasons where Dalton Hilliard threw five passes and had three touchdowns, you know, but you know, a guy that actually played quarterback. If you look at the top 10 ratings, Drew Brees owns nine of them, nine of the 10 (laughs) and sitting at number eight is Jameis Winston. His season last year, just talking strictly quarterback rating here in six games, which small sample size was better than anything Brooks has ever done, better than anything anyone else has ever done. So yeah. I'll, I'll put that out there. And, 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 and so, like, let's take this a step further. Like, if you want to go QBR instead of quarterback rating, those are slightly different metrics. Drew Brees, he owns, let's see, one, two, he owns one through 14. <laughs> and Jameis Winston uh, sits at number 15 yeah. on that list. So... I mean, just to put it in perspective, if you want to go by passing yards, Drew Brees owns one through 13. (laughs) Number 14 is Jim Everett with 3,970 yards. If you want to go by touchdown passes, Drew Brees owns one through 11. Number 12 is Aaron Brooks, tied with Drew Brees, by the way. Yeah. With 27. So, you know, I, I kind of, when I look at this, look, I, I think Bear is off the table. Bear won a lot of games, won a lot of regular season games. But I don't think you can say that he, I, I, so I, I say this in jest. I mean, I think Jameis Winston is disqualified based on the fact that he played six games. Uh, that's not enough to put him in the same category as some of these other guys. I think Archie Manning is off the table because as much as we love Archie, he's an icon. He never put up a season that I believe can. Well, there might be one. 79-80, Archie. I mean, Archie Manning was was really good. But, but the thing is, the thing that's so hard with quarterbacks, even, you know, through Bear, it's just, is a different, it was a different sort of NFL game, right? That they, yeah. teams, it's not that they didn't. It's not that they like turning over the ball, but there was this sort of sense of, "Oh, you're the quarterback. If we can't run the ball today, you're going to have a lot of third and eights, and your stats are going to get messy. Just make a couple of plays, and turnovers are going to happen. You know, so like throwing yeah, a bunch I mean, of picks wasn't necessarily 
as detri- as detrimental as it is now. Yes. You now, know, Archie did have a great year in 1980. Like that was probably one of his best years statistically, but I have a hard time taking that year seriously because they went one in 15. <laughs> they went one in 15. Yeah. So like, I guess 79 would be the other one, but he had more interceptions. Than yeah. Touchdowns that year, 78 you know? so, too. 17 and four, like, um, yeah. So I, I, I think Archie's disqualified, and I think Bear is disqualified. And, and I yeah, think Jameis disqualified is disqualified because, because the, the sample size is too slow. It's too small. So I really think it comes down, like, for this exercise. And, and, and d- just to put in perspective again, like, Breeze is like, – he has, like, the, the, the 13 best quarterback, quarterbacking seasons in Saints history. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's insane. Like, his level of – Excellence is just, it's, it's incredible. But I think when you look at the stats and you ask yourself who had the best season individually, I think it comes down to two guys. I think it comes down to Aaron Brooks in 2002. Mm-hmm. He threw a lot of picks that year. I'm sorry, he didn't throw a lot of picks. He, he fumbled the ball a lot that year. So, so that, yep. that's one metric that kind of doesn't count against your quarterback rating. But in, uh, in 2002... He threw for 3,500 yards, 27 Mm -hmm. touchdowns, 15 interceptions. I think the next year, too, in 2003, he had 24 touchdowns, 8 picks. Uh, That's probably the better year. His quarterback rating was 88.8. He threw for 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, 8 picks. Uh, The Saints went 8-8 that year. Um, And, you know, Brooks also was was a good runner. I mean, he, he was a guy that was able to make plays with his feet and you know I think he had 200 something yards rushing. So, you know I I think those two years, I think he's in contention as the best non-Drew Brees season by a quarterback ever in Saints history. And then I think the other guy's Jim Everett. In 1995, the Saints went 7 and 9. He threw for 3,970 yards. He's very very close to throwing a 4,000-yard season. He he came by far the closest. Uh, besides, he's the only guy besides Breeze to come that close. He's he was within thirty yards, twenty six touchdowns, fourteen interceptions, a quarterback rating of eighty seven point oh. So yeah, I mean it's just crazy. Like if you look at quarterback it's rating, right. you know, Teddy Bridgewater and during his stint had had a pretty good one. But that again, that's only five games uh, in his one season. Taysom Hill, I think he started he he started four games at quarterback. He had a pretty good rating. I don't really think you can count that. So, like, really, when you look at quarterback ratings and guys that actually played, like, a full season, the best quarterback ratings ever are Aaron Brooks in 2003 with 88.8. And, you know, the next is Jim Everett with 87.0. So those, to me, are, like, the two best seasons. So you got one guy that passed for 3,500 yards in Brooks. You got one guy that almost passed for 4,000 in Everett. Uh, Everett was uh, 61% completions. Aaron Brooks was what, right at 60. Uh, Brooks had 24 touchdowns, 8 picks. Everett had 26 touchdowns, 14 picks. So I think if Jameis can get in the 4,000 range passing, mm-hmm. if he can throw for 30 touchdowns and keep the interceptions low enough, his rating is above 90. To me, that's the best quarterbacking season ever in Saints history by a guy not named Drew Brees. It'll be cl- I mean, his his career, he's got the eighty six point nine rating. So, like, if if he gives us Jameis that we know, not the Jameis that we dream of, and not even the Jameis that we saw 
sort of last year that was really good at protecting the ball. If he just gives us regular old Jameis, he's probably going to be really close to the best non-quarterback season. In yeah, I mean, I, I think if you look at Jameis's, uh, he's got a couple years on his career. You know, I'm talking the years before his 30 picks. I mean, I, I think there's probably three seasons. If you just look at his stats, you look at his numbers, I think he's got three seasons that are in, in the mix, in contention. Yep. To be the best quarterback. Now, his interception total, even when he didn't throw 30, has always been high. Um, you know, the, the one aberration, the one year where that wasn't true, were the, were the seven games he played for the Saints this past year. Um, but six, six and a half, if you want, if you will. But yeah, I mean, I, his interception total has always been high. So he, he's got to chill out on that. Otherwise, to me, like his seasons kind of are in the A Bear Archie Manning category. We're like maybe a little bit more prolific, more passing yards, more touchdowns. But from an efficiency standpoint, like he's making too many mistakes to make up for the, you know, it's, he's not compensating. He's great. His stats, his, the good stats, the yards, the touchdowns are great, but that's mitigated by the mistakes. That's kind of how I feel about Bear and Archie Manning. So if you want to kind of get into that Aaron Brooks, Jim Everett level, I think I'm with you that what he did in Tampa is pretty close. Um, it's right in the ballpark. I ultimately think it falls a little bit short because, you know, Everett and, and Brooks, they were knocking on the door. You know, they were nine and seven and they were eight and eight. They were seven and nine. They were kind of right. right Everett, in- man, Everett, a lot of Everett stats, man, were chase stats where the Saints were getting their head kicked in. Yeah, and that's true. A lot of his but they were, were they were close to a 500 team is my point. And when yeah. you look at some of these records that James had in Tampa, six and ten, three and ten, three and six, like you know, he had one year where his quarterback rating was eighty six point one. It says actually not one of his better years statistically, mm-hmm. but they went nine and seven. You know, and and it's funny because like those that year was less prolific for him because maybe the Tampa didn't feel like they had to do as much to win games in terms of throwing the ball. You know, where he was a little bit less like that season. You you could make a strong argument. You he gives you the Saints that you could argue it's the second best quarter six season, not by Drew anybody named. Yeah, I mean his highest rating in a season is ninety two point two, but they went three and ten that year. So you know that was that was total stat padding. I mean to me that's like the the Archie Manning of nineteen eighty. You know, like the yeah yeah. So and also too like if he's got if he's given you 2016 and it's 28 touchdowns 18 picks that's a lot of turnovers especially when you're like gonna be a defensive based football team I need from Jameis I need him to give me the Aaron Brooks 2003 I need that 24 to 8 turnover ratio I'm not even I mean he wasn't gonna I would He's eat, honestly, if we can get to 30 touchdowns, I would stomach a, f- a few more picks. How many? Like, if he gets to 30, he can give you 11. A, a du- 11. Okay. Yeah, 11 yeah I mean, yeah. that's the thing with Jameis. Like, his, his touchdown and red zone efficiency where the Jameis Colt, they yell at me and they've, they've tweeted that, that red zone stat at me about him trillion times but that wasn't that like that wasn't going to be sustainable that was ridiculousness that even Aaron Rodgers and MVP level 
seasons didn't have it. Like it wasn't sustainable, but could he have gotten to, if he'd have played a whole year last year, could he gotten to 26 touchdowns and nine picks? Absolutely. You know, he still had to remember, he still had to play Atlanta twice. Yeah. I mean, like Atlanta, Atlanta had us believe in Taysom was a, 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 like a top 16 NFL quarterback for a quarter and a half. Like Atlanta's defense is a, it, it should in theory be the magic cure for any team struggling on offense. It's like, yes, we're struggling on offense, but we got Atlanta this week. It'll the problems will be magically fixed uh, for three hours this Sunday. Um, but this is, this was an interesting exercise, Andrew. And it's also like, my God, the Saints, their history at quarterback is so sad. So like, sad. Because they they wasted Archie, they couldn't they couldn't build a team around him. He would have been good if the Saints would have been a functional organization. But after that, like Abair ain't nothing special. People here think he's special, but he ain't nothing special. And let me tell you something, Abair. If we would have had advanced analytics, even a little bit in the eighties and nineties, people would have crushed him because he, any measure you want to use for Abair, he did not stack up to the top quarterbacks in the. 80s and 90s like winning you know like he he didn't he didn't manage the game he didn't protect the ball like he didn't manage he didn't measure up at all and yeah, between a bear still one was divine intervention that they had an elite like the best kicker in the league the best defense in the league and a good running game and a good offensive line like basically and they didn't really have any yeah they didn't really even have a good running game after 1980 after after dalton hilliard injured his knee their running game was kind of and that's when they Dal- started getting worse pretty quickly. It got well. It got it got to be it got to be Dalton Hilliard never was the same dude, even though he caught a bunch of passes still, and he was still effective. Like he was never that guy. Ruben Mays got hurt. Their receivers, besides Eric Martin, they had you know some decent guys, but it was they just weren't that good. Like the the things that they wanted to do on offense, they couldn't do. Like Jim Mora played defense, kicked the ball great run the ball like Von Dunbar led him in rushing in 92 and he had like 500 something yards he was so like, bad and, and you think about that and, you he think fum- about, he, and he fumbled constantly you think about a team that had the number one defense set the record for fewest points allowed in either 91 or 92 I forget and they couldn't run the ball like and they wanted to run the ball and they were winning game and, and it's just it's just anyway frustrating, but it just goes to show you like the bar for Jameis isn't that high, um, which it'll be it'll be fun to have the Jameis cult come at us and scream at us how amazing Jameis is when he has a 91 quarterback rating. And we'll kind of have to be like, yeah, by sane standards, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but give me a final. But, but I mean, that's pretty. That's but but like I, I mean, I'm telling you right now. Like if if you told me Jameis is going to stay healthy all year and that's the year he's going to give the Saints, that's enough to get him in the playoffs. Like I oh. I, I would sign up for that. If 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 you said to me, he doesn't have to be a, Drew Brees. A, he just has to be like the best version of Aaron Brooks or Jim Everett. That's really all yeah. we need from him. Yeah, I, I would say I would almost rather. The 2003 Aaron Brooks, I would because he had 27 touchdowns in 20, 2002, but he had 15 picks. I would almost rather 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions, because 
I'll bank on the defense being really good and Jameis protecting the ball. I would rather that. Um, but that will be hilarious because his rating will be like 89. <laughs> and we'll have to have the argument. Do you pay him? Is he elite? But like. That's that's a different find- conversation. Yeah. Honestly, like com- we're talking about winning this year. Like I think it's a whole separate podcast. What does Jameis have to do? Well, I mean, I was going to say, what does Jameis have to do to get another contract? Well, I, I think it's really like, and then it becomes, well, what, what, what's the contract we're talking about? How much are we paying yes. him? You know, are you, are you talking about giving him four years, 80 million? Because he's going to probably have to be a little bit better than that. Um, although, like, you know, if, if his quarterback rating is at 90, the Saints make the playoffs, maybe they should commit to him for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, Aaron Brooks, like he he never he won the Saints a playoff game. He won him a division title, and he was super frustrating. But like, if the Saints had had a better defense, if they had had a more imaginative offensive coordinator, if they'd had a better head coach, could Aaron Brooks would would his would his time in would his would his time in New Orleans would it kind of have looked like Ryan Tannehill, where you're like, I don't know if he's the guy, but we're going to the playoffs all the time. So like. You know, I, uh, I but- like Breeze. I, again, we have like, I, I think everyone wants to take this quarterback in the first round because it has this like, he could be the next Breeze. But like Breeze is a once in a lifetime. Look, I, I do think the standard of quarterback play is elevated big time. And there's a lot of guys that are pretty good. Um, and I think you can get a pretty good mm-hmm. one. But like, we will never see a guy on Breeze's level in New Orleans again. Like, or, or at least the odds are, are like uh, that it'll happen in our lifetime is really unlikely. So I just think your best hope is that you have a great team around a guy like a Deshaun Watson who is not on Breeze's level. You know, okay, Deshaun Watson's a bad example because of the off the field stuff, but I- I'm talking strictly quarterback quality. I think that's why the Saints went after him, but like. You know who who's another guy? Um, like Joe Flacco. Yeah. He's, he's well, yeah. Like, I mean Eli, Ben Roethlisberger. Eli. You know Eli. Th- those guys you can get. You know Breeze is in a, a class with Rogers, Ma- Manning, Peyton Manning, and and Brady. You know that that is just. You know, there's like in a generation, there's like one or two, maybe three. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the for, thing- for the Saints to be one of those teams out of 32 that gets him, it's just tough. You, you got to go one in 15 to get that guy. Yeah. And, 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 and or- even, even then, I don't know that Trevor Lawrence, for example, I don't even know that he's that guy. That's right. And, and also, too, the one thing I, I've said about Jameis all the time is listen, Jameis could put together the 2002 Aaron Brooks season, or the 2003, let's say, 20, 20, let's say, this is a little better, let's say 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, Saints go 11 and 6, they win the South because they beat Tampa twice, right? Jameis is the kind of guy that he could, he could be Ryan Tannehill in a playoff game where he's horrible because we know his history. When he gets under pressure, he's not great making decisions. The thing about Jameis, too, is he has elite arm talent, and he's the kind of quarterback that he can play you and win you a playoff game when your defense is stinking because Jameis is just on fire. 
and you're like, oh my God, Jameis you know, you know Ralph, you're, you're of- saying enough nice things about Jameis on this pod that I think you should <laughs> consider making it open to the public and tagging Jameis one of one. Uh, so, you know, he can realize that maybe you don't hate him so much. Although that would require engaging with them, so now I'm second guessing myself. Yeah, no, you banned me from that. Behind peek behind the curtain, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew texted me and told me stop fighting with Jameis one of one. You he, you you get you get upset. <laughs> it gets personal. Stop it. And, and so I promised Andrew I would. But here's here's the thing. I just like Jameis. I didn't even say he was better than Aaron Brooks. I said. Aaron Brooks is a good comparison because Jameis is probably going to be up and down and he's going to have bumps and he's going to make us, he's going to be awesome. He's going to make us want to punch a wall. Like that's the, that's the realm that Jameis is in. If you want to tell me he's better than Aaron Brooks, fine, but he's closer to Aaron Brooks's career than he is to Drew. And like, I'm emotionally ready for the roller coaster that Jameis is going to give me, and I'm excited about it. I feel like there's a whole chunk of Saints fans, Andrew. They think he's going to be like a top five quarterback, and they think he's just going to be the plug and play for Drew. And like, mm. it, it isn't going to be. That's that. expecting a lot. That is expecting a lot. And I think they. I think there's a. I think there's a probably thirty. 35% of Saints Twitter, they expect that because they look at those six games and they're like 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. He was awesome. He's just going to continue to do that. And yeah, I, I the, the thing for me is like, I, you know, the top five, I mean, let, let's say, let's say the top five is Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, Rogers. Uh, gosh, I hate to put Brady in there, but maybe Brady. And then let's say Justin Herbert. Hey guys, this concludes the free version of the show. If you want the full version, you'll need to become a patron. We need more support from the 2,000 of y'all that listen to the free show every week so we can keep Thomas doing all the great stuff he does. The great content we give you guys takes time and money. Patrons get access to another 30 minutes of this episode. It's only $7 a month to get full access to the show and you can become a patron at saintshappyhour.com. We appreciate everyone who listens to Saints Happy Hour and even if you don't become a patron, please continue to enjoy the free version of the show. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.